Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, Junior. Oh, yeah, this is Junior. That's right. This is a Junior. Uh, Thanks for throwing that in there. Hey, I liked your... uh, I liked your little follow-up there. You're, you're you're coming to your own. Yeah, I'm getting it. Uh, I got it. it down, basically. How's your sock game today? Nobody you can see this at home. You know, my sock game's actually pretty fire today. What I'm is not going to lie. What you got Mickey Mouse? I got and, Mickey and uh, Goofy and the whole gang. What's the blue thing there? What is that? Oh, that's oh, Donald. 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 Oh, yeah. Looks like they ran out of ink. They were like, let's <laughs> just put him in blue. That is nice. If, in case you didn't know, Logan has a mean, mean sock game. You know, it's interesting because several people that have said, um, you know, Clients we've talked to, Several different things. People. Several people. Uh, one person. <laughs> okay. My mom. No. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> um, have said, oh, so you're the you're like the sock guy. You're the sock the, guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I mean, I'm everybody's got to have a thing. Yeah. Daniel's the coffee guy. You're mm-hmm. the sock guy. I'm not sure what I am. What am I? I'm the boss of this family. You forget. I have no idea. You're just the guy guy. You thought of something, and then you were like, I'm not going to say that. Well, I'm the bald guy. <laughs> no, you're the guy guy. I'm the guy guy. Anyways. Okay, well, it, it is a junior episode, so yeah. let's learn a little bit about Quint's past and tell us, oh, tell yeah. us what you like to do as so, a kid. Yeah, so, well, here's what's interesting, and I'm, I'm going to continue to apologize until I get this darn thing fixed. If you're part of the tribe, you might be wondering where the heck I've been. So, obviously, in the tribe, which is a closed Facebook group, um, we just, you know, chat about different things. But but one of the things, it's an outlet for me to post videos about what's going on in the world or my life or, you know, kind of motivational. I'm, I'm, I think I've got a little bit of a closet, you know, motivational speaker in me. But um, my phone is not my video and picture functions are not working. <laughs> and and I and I all I need to do is go and file. I have insurance uh on the phone. Um I've u- you know it's one of the very few product insurance things that I've actually used before and and successfully. So I need to file a claim, get a new phone and put up videos. So where was I going? You with just this? keep talking about this. So, you got to get it done. I'm going to get it done. I'll get it done this weekend. So anyways, one of the things that I would want to say to people in this environment is that markets are down, we're, we're careening lower across the board, and this is really the time that you get back to basics. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me is, I don't know, a few episodes ago, I kind of went on a tangent because it was our 75th call about, oh, I got a million dollars and I make $8 million a year and I blah, blah, blah. What should I do with my excess money? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, obviously I'm being um, hyperbolic, but that's in essence the environment we've been in for what feels like a very long time. We have yet to be in an environment until now where stocks are down, the economy is, is rough, there's uncertainty, you know, et cetera. And we're here, right? We're here. Right. So, a lot of the core disciplines, a lot of the the foundational aspects of investing, I think are going to come full circle here. And it's so very important to make sure, 
A, that you understand the basic tenets of investing. So for example, perfect example, S&P 500 currently off around 10% for the month. Yeah, just for the, the month. month. It is one of the worst months. Of January, months. by the way, this may come It's out. one of the worst months in the last 20 plus years. I did a data set this morning uh, over 20 year period. There basically is um, uh, uh, we're in a, what's called a three standard deviation move that happens less than five uh, percent of the time. So one out of twenty months, we have a, an event or, or, or something that transpires that cr- brings a significant decline in the market. We're seeing it now. So if you're invested in stocks, if you're invested in um, portfolio retirement, inv- whatever it may be, and you're seeing that go down, and you've not followed the basic principles of not having credit card debt, not having auto loan debt, student loan debt, etc. prior to these outside investments, you're sitting there watching a portfolio go down. Meanwhile, you're still paying you know, bills and on interest rates, by the way, and you're probably at some point going to say, why am I continuously losing money over here when I owe money over here? Right. And thus becomes the temptation. Uh, and I'm not saying it's the right, not right, whatever, but many people then finally throw in the towel and say, I want out. I'm just going to pay off this. And it gives them a, a sense of relief. Oh, at least I paid this loan off. At least I paid this. At least I got out, etc. And that's usually the worst time mm-hmm. to be selling. Now, that being said, when's the best time to be buying? Probably all the time, right? We're getting this big move. Um, it's a time if you have capital, if you're allocating, if you're investing, to be investing. It, right. it is no difference. It's to be investing. Ah, I remember why I was coming back to the video now. So this is a junior episode. I will talk about my history. We will get on with the question, I promise. But uh, uh, this is a time. This is something that I was really passionate about. If you remember, I was like, we're going to do junior episodes. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome. We'll have kids send in their questions. We'll give them a $25 Gift certificate for a stock. This is awesome, et cetera. And then we had crickets. Right. Like nobody yeah, no, took not, us up on no that. One. No one. And so what I would be sharing in my video on the tribe is how sometimes you can have great ideas and they look sound. I mean, you can bounce it off 10 people and they're like, that's awesome. And guess what? Wah, wah. Yeah. They still fall flat, right? Completely. But what do you do? You just keep going, right? I mean, we're gonna. The junior questions are open. If you're new to the show or or, or didn't hear the, do we have two or one? Just one, I think. One junior question. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. If you have a, a young man or woman in your house, uh, child. That was weird. Man, a young man or a woman. Young man or woman. Anyways, if you have a child in your house and you're you're interested in them learning more about investing, etc., have them send in a question. Uh, we'll use it on the show. We have a form we'll send to the parent to consent because it's uh, under 18. And then we will send them a $25 gift card from stockpile.com to buy a stock in their name so they can begin investing. That's awesome. Which comes back to your question. My yep. history. Well, when I was 12 years old, I was given some stock in McDonald's. To all beef, patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. McDonald's Corporation at the time, which at the time was a big deal, right? It'd be like, um, I'm sure like today, Tesla. Not price range, not movement in stock, but I'm just saying, like, to see, when you see a Tesla on the road, you're probably still like, oh, there's a Tesla. Right. I know with my kids, I'm like, hey, guys, look at the Tesla, right? Uh, Pretty soon, I would dare say in the next couple of years, they're going to be everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have a Tesla, electric vehicle. I mean, it's just going to be kind of another thing. McDonald's was much like that. There was one in our town. 
We didn't have it every day. We might have had it once every three or four months. Like the report cards come out, straight A's. Oh, we get a happy meal. Maybe go to a movie across the street. It was an awesome experience. But when I got stock in that, I understood from a young age, I owned part of that company. I It was an infinitesimally small part of that company, but I owned part of it. So that kind of resonated with me. I would go in there when I had my Happy Meal. I'd ask to talk to the manager. He'd come out, appease me. I'd tell him I was a shareholder, you know, how business going, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'd tell, you know, this toy that I got really stunk. I think we need to up our toy game. Anyways, but it started a lifelong passion in stocks that I'm passionate about to this day, even when I'm losing money. Uh, and, and I would love other other young men and women to, to find that same passion. And I think that's so important to really remember when you're investing in stocks investing in the market you do own a part of that company mm-hmm. i mean and i think people kind of overlook that or kind of yeah. just glance by that i'm going to add to my pfizer position which i always say is seventy four thousand people going to work for me right that's not a i'm not that's not a recommendation to buy pfizer uh you know check with your own advisor do your own due diligence um but uh you know anytime i buy an individual company like that I think to myself, I'm, I'm hiring 50-some thousand, 75, however big the company is, to go to work on my behalf every day to make money for me. Mm-hmm. That's the way I think about it. Uh, when I buy an index, so for example, in this downdraft of the market, we, we're buying ind- index positions for clients, for ourselves, etc. Well, when I do that, I'm saying, well, I'm buying into a collective basket of stocks that could change. Very important to know that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pick them, right? They could change over time. Uh, and over time, they'll, they'll do well. But right. sometimes it's bumpy roads. It's real simple. Anyways, let's get to our question. We yeah. got a good one from London today. London. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, my name is London. I'm 10 years old, and my dad buys me stock every month with my allowance. And I was wondering, how do you know when to sell your stocks? And do you have to pay taxes when you sell your stock? Oh, my gosh. I just want to gobble London up. That was the greatest thing. She sounds so adorable. She does. I like how she emphasized your stocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes, that's right. I want to do that every day. Come in and look. I want to yell at my stocks. You better go higher, stocks. <laughs> I'm going to hear you in the other room. Stocks, stocks, up. stocks. <laughs> Anyways, great question, London. Uh, let me paraphrase. So we talk on this show. Uh, and you will read and you will hear all the time about buying, 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 buy stocks, buy stocks. When to sell stocks. Okay, so I will give you a couple of uh, opinions on this, and then I'll give you my opinion. So a couple of opinions, for example, Warren Buffett would say that anytime he buys a stock, his intention is to hold the company forever, forever. Invest in the and believe it or not, in his lifetime, he's held many companies forever. He's held Coca-Cola for over 50-some years. Um, my guess is Berkshire Hathaway, which Warren Buffett runs, will own Apple forever. Uh, it, it, his intention is as long as the company continues to execute, which I'll get into in a second, his desire is to own a piece of that business forever. Now, that's also why, and this is very important, Warren Buffett, We'll focus on what he calls world-class franchises, not a franchise like, oh, I know a guy who runs a, you know, a, a franchise shop, yeah. okay? But a world-class franchise is something that uh, 
everyone is familiar with. Uh, regardless of the environment, it's going to do well, et cetera, over time. Companies like a McDonald's, Coca-Cola, now Starbucks, Apple, you know, companies like that. So a world-class franchise. And the reason is is that he doesn't want to invest in fads or themes or something like that. So London, I think that there's a couple of trains of thought here. If you are buying an individual stock, uh, my, my d- belief is, is that at your age – your intention literally is to hold that stock forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you are buying it with a purpose and your purpose continues to be realized. For example, you might say, I love Nike, right? I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. London loves Nike. And so London loves Nike because she likes their clothes and their equipment and the athletes they sponsor or whatever it may be. So she buys the stock. Now, until London says, I don't like Nike anymore, not with respect to the price action, but the company, then London, you should hold the stock. Simple as that. Now, why we often will tell people that the best investment is an index fund is because then you don't have to worry about selling it at all. Right. They're going to move companies out and move companies in. So when you own an index, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, the Dow, whatever it may be, you should literally be buying it with an intention of holding it forever. Now, you might have a goal to realize. Maybe you're investing for retirement, and then there comes a point where you're going to start to sell down and use the money for your intended goal. Now, the last thing I'll say is this, and this is not going to be necessarily for London, but this is going to be for maybe individuals who want to learn more about investing in individual stocks, why they should buy, why they should sell, etc. If you're buying a company, world-class franchise, or just a company maybe you're familiar with, and you believe that it's undervalued, that's primarily the reason you'd buy a stock, is that you think it's lower than it should be selling for, well, then you have to have some basis to understand what's going to get it to the level that you think it should be at, right? This is what we talk about at the university class that I teach. So ultimately, you're going to be tracking that stock, that company, over time, and Hopefully, your thesis is correct. Here's what I would say. If you buy a stock for an intended reason, and it's based on, let's say, data, and all of a sudden that stock, that company doesn't perform, and that data doesn't come true, then you have to be selling that stock. It's not working for you, regardless of the price. Again, it could be going up, could be going down. So, for example, I'll give you a perfect personal example. For a very long time, I and this is not a recommendation, I have believed that Intel Corporation is significantly undervalued. They just reported earnings. The stock sold off on the day after earnings 7%. Now, actually, the numbers were quite sound. And from a trading perspective, you might be selling that stock. So if you traded that stock, and again, it's a different attitude, and I'm just kind of classifying. So let's say you're trading in and out. You might be selling that stock. You might be buying it, et cetera, whatever. But from an investment standpoint, you then have to take a look. And I'm not going to tell you what I did because, again, I don't want to mess people up here. But then you would take a look at that earnings report. You would read the report. You would look at the numbers, and you would say, okay, are they still doing what I think they should be doing or are they not? If they are and the stock's cheaper, guess what? You buy more. Mm -hmm. If they're not doing it, irrespective of where the stock is, you need to get out. London, I hope that helps. I, I think in your situation, your time frame right now should be forever.
Yeah, absolutely. What do you got for London? Um, I think for London and whoever is, you know, younger, learning about stocks just like you did with McDonald's is learn about the company that you're investing in. So if um, they buy Disney or something like that, you can watch interviews with the CEO or you can watch podcasts where they're talking about Disney and different things. So learning about the companies that you invest in can help you hold them for the long term um, and, and understand more and more about the stock market, the companies that you're investing in. Now, we haven't touched on it yet, but London did ask what happens if you do sell the stock. And yes, you would pay taxes on that. There's two kinds of tax. There's tax within a year, and then there's tax after a year. You're generally going to pay tax more tax if you sell it in the short term than in the long term. So holding stocks for the long term is normally better, not only from you know a buy and hold situation and you're learning more about the company and you can hold that stock forever, but also um, in the short term, you're likely going to pay more taxes than in the long term. Great. Now, real quick caveat. This is important for younger investors. Younger investors investing on their own typically are going to invest through what's called a custodial account, where the parent is the, is the guardian of the account or the custodian of the account. The difficulty here is, and why I favor them for my kids, is it's a great way to invest for their future for a variety of reasons. Could be education, could be starting a business, building a home in the future, or even retirement. However, uh, you have to be con- aware that there's a, a nuance in the tax code where if you happen to sell and you make a significant amount of money, a few thousand dollars in a given year, mm-hmm. now for a child's account, that's going to take a lot, right? I mean, right. You're, you're hopefully not selling often. You're certainly not deriving that much maybe in dividends. But let's say that for whatever reason you do, you have to be careful that there's a thing called a kitty tax. And a kitty tax, what that means is, is even though the young person may not have um, ordinary income to put them in a, a high tax bracket, uh, that uh, kitty tax jumps up to the highest tax bracket of the parents. So, for example, it would be the top tax bracket in, in today's income uh, tax c- code. So, I think you have to be very careful. The, the crux of it is, or the, or the solution is, buy stocks, hold them for a very long period of time, and don't worry about it. Yep. And then when you take that account over at 18 and it becomes yours, then you can make decisions and changes, etc., and and hopefully avoid the tax. Our, our children now, one is 14, he has a substantial amount of money, until last year, and I, I did some changes last year that's going to trigger a little bit of kitty tax, um, but until last year, for 13 years, we basically have never paid tax on that account. Um, and I'm not scared to say that. I'm not, I'm not worried about some, some agent calling yeah, me up no. going, oh, let's, you know. But the reality is we've just held things for a very long time, low dividends, low interest, et cetera, and, uh, and the account's done very well. So, London, great question. I know we went on a tirade about a lot of stuff. Uh, so, so hopefully you've you've stayed with us this whole episode. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is a junior episode, and what London did is sent us a question. We answered it, and we will send London. In fact, I already did a twenty-five dollar gift certificate to a company called Stockpile.com, which will allow her to buy an individual stock. So, bravo, London. Fantastic. All right, friends. Secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Start early and then hold for a very, very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decisions, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.